Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, thank you for blessing us this evening. Speak to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Right. Hello, hello. Turn with me to John chapter 10. This evening, I'm just going to share with I'm not talking about um, in the presence of devils. I believe we'll continue that on, uh, on another day. But today, I just want to share with you a few thoughts from the Bible. John chapter 10. Truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. Amen. All right. So, this scripture is telling you as sheep. That anybody who does not come to you in the right way is a thief, even if he's a reverend, even if he's ordained. All right, he's a thief. There's a there is a right way to access the sheep, just as there is a right way to get access to somebody's house. If you go into somebody's house over the wall, we assume that you are a thief. Is that not so? There's a proper way. So, every sheep of mine must be accessed in the right way. You cannot go to my sheep and give them a vision or a dream that you have had about them. Telling them to leave Lighthouse Church. It's a message. Amen. Because I am the shepherd of the sheep. So you, you, if you want to gain access to my sheep. You have to see me. And I will, I will tell you, you can have access. You cannot come to the sheep and just tell them dreams, visions, and prophecies. And tell them, this is what God has showed you. Just by the way you are going about it, tells me whether you are a good person or a bad person. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. So no matter who it is, remember that a key you must ask yourself. If I bring somebody here and I introduce the person to you, right? I am introducing him to my sheep. All right? And even the person that I introduce my sheep, I'm introducing him to the body of the sheep. But I'm not introducing him to my members individually for him to go and see them in their houses. You know, just going around visiting my members. Anybody you think is important to tell them what God has revealed to you. That you see a certain inhibition in their lives. (laughs) That they are not moving forward as they should move. And that there is somebody keeping them back. 
And that you must be free. And that person is being bound today. Now what I'm telling you is real because people are being fooled by so-called prophets. All the time. But I want to introduce myself to you as your senior prophet. It's a message. Every prophet has his style. I may not come to you and tell you I am such and such a prophet. Or that I have even seen a vision. Even if I've seen a vision, I may not tell. I may just chat with you on the on outside there. But I've seen a lot of visions. So there are a lot of gullible people. One of our one of my, my members, I mean, and even a pastor. You know, sometimes you wonder, pastors, whether we don't have any more spiritual uh Common sense. Yeah. Sometimes pastors are more gullible and more open to this because we all have a delusion that somebody is keeping you from going forward. Recently, one of our pastors was walking on the roadside. She was telling me. And I told her, when you tell me this story, I'm going to tell the people. <laughs> and as she was walking by, a brother came along in an act with an accent from a foreign country, seemed to be from a foreign country. And he was asking, can I show me the way I'm going to such and such a Christian program? And she, she said, I don't know that program. So suddenly there was another man passing by. You get it? No. <clears throat> There was another guy passing by. I'm talking about he that comes not through the door. He's a thief and he's a robber. So this brother was, this other guy was passing. Then he asked her, please ask somebody else, ask this person whether he knows the way to the conference. So this brother said, stop, was stopped by, by this uh, pastor. And the pastor said, the man said, oh yeah, I know the conference is being held over here. So, let me go along and show you. So, they all went along to show this new person who was a foreigner. I don't know which country he was from. The way to this Christian program. He said he was a missionary. Then, as they were going, he told the pastor. She, he told the uh, pastor, my, our pastor. That, do, do you know that... The man who is working with us, he has two cars. <laughs> it's a word. It's a prophetic word. Hey. So she told the brother in tree that he says you have two cars. The man says that you have two cars. And the man said, it is true, I have two taxis and one of them is sport. So, he told her, I know the person who has bought the car. So, he's going to give the guy a word. So, he should go and stand somewhere and put his hand on his ear. And he will hear a certain name. Without a mobile or anything. And that is the person who has bought the car. That is why her business is not working. So she went along. She went along with... She, 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 the guy went to stand there. He was standing with this missionary. Prophet. And so the guy went to stand there and put his hand on his ear. And he came back. And he, he, she, he told the pastor, when he, when he comes, he's going to mention this name, Antipokwa. Antipokwa, 
if the one, a person in her family or his family, whoever he was, is the one who has captured the car in the spirit. That is why the carburetor and the brake parts and the clutch disc are not working. So, lo and behold, the man came back. And when he came back, he said, when I put my hand on my ear, I heard when Antipoqua hey! and I tell you my pastor he was so impressed and so amazed with this word of knowledge from a total stranger so this prophet I said he who does not enter by the door Jesus said he's a thief and a robber he turned to the pastor and said God has revealed to me that he wants to use you but somebody is hindering you. So, I am, and that you are going to be traveling abroad or something very soon. But somebody in your family is fighting against you. I'm telling you a real story. So, as you were going, he said, go and stand over there and put your hand on your ear. And you will hear the name of the person who is hindering you from moving forward. So as she was going, she, she said, leave your bag here. And she also gave, you see, sometimes, leave your bag, sh- quiet, quiet. Leave your bag. Then as she was going, he asked her, is your ring made of gold? He said, yes, leave your ring. I want to pray over your ring. And she said, a thought came to her, but your bishop has already prayed over your ring when you were getting married. Why do you have to leave your ring? Your pastor, you see, because we don't call ourselves, I prophet this and prophet that. You, you take us for granted because we are walking along, among you casually. So she, the pastor took the ring and the bag and gave it to the prophet and went to stand somewhere to listen to the name of the person who is preventing her from moving forward in this life. As she was going, she said, but this is what Bishop has been talking about. Is this not nonsense? So as she went down there to put her hand on here, she said, ah, she couldn't hear any particular <laughs> name or word that the known name came to her. So she turned around and she came back. And lo and behold, both of them were gone. <laughs> and Kipokwa. Hey! He who does not enter by the door is a thief and a robber. We who are pastoring you on a daily basis, preaching to you, we don't ask you for your bags and your rings. We just ask you to give an offering at the end of the service. We just ask you to contribute. And because of that, we don't exalt ourselves over you in a pompous way. You don't think of us as having heard the voice of God. If you want to use me and the way that I operate to know whether you are hearing from God, I can tell you that if you are looking at that outward appearance, you will never see it or probably never hear it from me. Jesus said, even if you do not believe me, believe me because of the works which I do and the works which my father does through me. And he said, if I do not do the works, do not believe me. So, brothers and sisters, it is time for us to stop being gullible and to know whom God has given us to pastor us. The fact that we don't exalt ourselves over you. Come and ask you for all sorts of things. Prophesying your properties and your 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 bank accounts and your uh, 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 mobile phones out of your life. 
does not mean that we are not prophets. It's a message. He who enters by the door is a shepherd, and to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls out his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. If you are in the church, make sure that you are known by name. It is your duty in the large church to emphasize your name over and over until you are known by name. They shouldn't call you and be just be talking with you without mentioning your name. And if you can see that the pastor has forgotten your name, immediately say the name. Don't say this is the 11th time that I've told you my name. I, I once asked somebody, what is your name? He said, but I've told you many times. Forgive. A stranger, they simply will not follow. But they will flee from him. You must become used to running away from strangers. Strangers and voices you don't know. Voices that you are not accustomed to. Voices that have guided your life and helped you along the years. You must be afraid of such voices. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, I say to you, I am the door of the shepherd. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And I want to say to you that, you see, some of us are not sheep. That is why there are certain voices that we hear. Yeah. Because if you are my sheep, when a certain type of voice comes, you say, look, you know something? It's not, I'm not used to this voice. I mean, if you think about it, the greatest hallmark of safety in spiritual things is knowing a voice that you know well. Perhaps that is the safest because you cannot identify the person by his figure because you will not see the figure, but you will hear the voice and you notice the voice of kindness. This is the voice that loves me. This is the voice that's spoken to me for the last 10 years. This is the voice that has been speaking to me. That's the same voice that is saying this same thing to me. And you recognize the voice by being used to it. That's why it says that what they will not follow is a stranger. What you have to be careful of following is a stranger. And something that you don't know about. Amen. Now, I am the door. And if anyone enters through me, he will be saved. And he will go in and out and find pasture. Amen. All of us who are shepherds, you see, like Jesus, he was showing that people entered the church through him. Every good shepherd must aim to have people entering the church through you. He who enters by me. You see, through your efforts to win souls, people enter the church. Those are your real sheep. So every shepherd must endeavor to get sheep to enter by you. Salvation through your efforts of soul winning. Much of soul, what we call soul winning, is transfer of members from church to church. And shepherds, have relinquished their very important duty of winning souls. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he also said, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. Bible says that a good shepherd, he will leave the 99 and go and look for the one that is lost. A true shepherd has a heart for the lost. A true shepherd has a heart for people that are lost. And a true and a good shepherd will be able to join with Christ and say that, the sheep that enter, they enter by me and they are mine because they came in by me, by the door. Every shepherd is the true door of his sheep. Is the way by which people come to Christ. Is the way by which people are saved and the way by which people are established in the house of the Lord. That is the work of a shepherd. 
all shepherds who think that they are just to go around visiting people and praying for people and praying for people who have been nurtured by other churches and by other places that they are now trying to trying to cover with powder I mean the ones that have been won already every true shepherd must know that people have to enter the church through the shepherd you see this verse we always think about that we have to enter through Christ I see Christ was speaking as a shepherd and he was explaining that entrance to the sheepfold is through the door of the sheep which is the shepherd the good shepherd every good shepherd is someone who launches his net out who reaches out to find people to find the Lord the thousands and the millions of people that are walking around that don't know God that's the work of a shepherd not to be going around stealing people from churches I am the door anyone who enters if anyone enters through me he will be saved that is when you'll be blessed and he will go in and out and find pasture the thief only comes to steal to kill and to destroy most of us refer to the devil we use this verse to preach against the devil but the thief here is the pastor who comes to steal sheep that's the thief he says you don't enter by the door you are a thief and a robber this is what we have been using for the poor devil he has suffered from this verse since it came John chapter 10 verse 10 but the thief is somebody who is coming to take people's sheep because the thief is the same thief he mentions from verse 1, 2, 3 goes down to verse 10 I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep anyone who is a true shepherd must pay a price for sheep to exist Amen. You pay a price to be in the ministry. You lay down your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 17, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, so that I may take it again. I want to say something that every true shepherd is laying down his life and paying the price so that sheep can be blessed. And this is the reason why the Father loves you. The other day, I was going to buy something, you know, and I felt that I wouldn't. Somebody was encouraging me to buy something. I said, no, I don't want to buy this thing because it will not help me much in the ministry and so on. You know, then as I was talking, I, 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 this verse just came up to me. And I said, I said to the person, for this reason, my father loves me because I laid down my life for the sheep. There are a lot of things that I do because of the sheep. There are a lot of things I don't do because of the sheep. I've sacrificed my life to stand here in public you understand, for the sheep. And Jesus said, this is why my father loves me. Because I, I sacrifice, you know, hirelings and people that need to be cooks. They, they, they don't do anything to sacrifice themselves for sheep to be blessed and to be healed. They, they wouldn't spend an extra hour or spend an extra day or give up something important for the sheep to be blessed. But Jesus said, this is why my father loves he's, he's now explaining why his father loved him so much. Because he lays down his very life for the sheep. May you also find a way to lay down your life so that people can be blessed just because of the sacrifices that you make in your life. Can I have an amen? amen. And in verse 12 it says, he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them. Every good shepherd must see himself as the owner of the sheep. Any shepherd who doesn't have a mind that he's the owner of the sheep is not a good shepherd. And there are many pastors who feel that they are working for me. How can you do well when you think you are working for me? How can you do well when you think of a man? But as soon as you sense, you sense the sense of ownership, in spite of the fact that in reality you don't own anybody or you don't own anything, then you begin to be a true shepherd. Do you know that as the shepherd of this church, I have written my will already, my will, and when I die, what should happen? 
And do you know that in my will, the church is not even mentioned. I have not bequeathed even one church building to one or any of my children to sell or to have. Yeah. Because I don't own it. Do you understand? But the way I fight for the church and for the buildings and for the thing, you would think that I'm the personal owner. But the way you can know that in terms of property and finances, I actually don't own even, the, even a door here. It's when you see my will and you see that in my will, I don't even have the right to leave any of these things to my child. Because how can my child own a church that does not belong to me? But when you see me bargaining and fighting for the church to save even just a dollar. One time somebody who we buy tickets from and so on, he was even being rude and explaining to some people. That you see where Bishop Doug is always arguing with us of the price, trying to reduce $100, $200 and so on. And some of you are not behaving like that. She was using me as an example to rebuke another pastor. But when you see us back and you would think that our personal life is in this thing. And you can see that many people are pastoring the church without an ownership mentality that this is, is for me. Even though it doesn't belong to any of us. So that's what I want to say. You may say, ah, yeah, you are the bishop and whatever. So it, it, belongs, it doesn't belong to me. You see, let me tell you, an institution is bigger than a person. I established the National Association of Charismatic Churches. I am no more a chairman. I am not in charge. Whatever they do, they do. I, I, because it's, I, what I established was not my personal fan club. It was an association of churches. I established the church. The church does not belong to me. The church will go on with me or without me. It will, it will exist. But you, you see that without having the man, I say, he that is not an owner of the sheep, he flees. Every single shepherd, every single full-time staff, every single member who doesn't work with the mind and the spirit of the owner, that I own it is for me, it's mine. You are never a good shepherd. And as long as you think you are working for that man and for those people, you never do well. You can build for yourself, but you cannot build for the church. You can do something for yourself. Your business can work, but the church will never work. Every time there have to be issues that we have to correct because you don't have a mind that it is for you. But for this reason, my father loves me. That I lay down my life for the sheep and for this church, for the church to work. Amen. May your father also find love for you because you lay down your life for the church and for the sheep. Amen. He who is not an owner of the sheep he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep. He says, I didn't come to die a foolish death with a wolf. I have no guns and I'm not going to die here. He flees because he is a hired hand. He's not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Hallelujah. Amen. I know them. And even as the father knows me, and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. You see, I want to say to the branches and to the other pastors that I have other sheep who are not of this fold. It's not only one flock that I'm a pastor of. I have other sheep. You understand? I have other sheep, and some of you have been made pastors of these other sheep. They are, but they are my sheep. You understand? And, they, and I must bring them. You must allow them to come to me, and they must hear my voice because I'm their shepherd. When a sheep is deprived of hearing the voice of his shepherd, he has been deprived of what he needs. Other sheep have I. They must come and they must hear my voice. Because what you need from your pastor is to hear his voice ringing and entering your spirit. That is the the work of a shepherd. 
And that's what I'm saying. That I have other sheep apart from the one that you see here. There are other sheep even who are not in lighthouse. And other types of lighthouse churches. They are all my sheep. And they must hear my voice. Because they are my sheep. You deprive them. The churches that have done best are the churches that have not deprived them of my voice. Oh, it's true. There are churches I go, I see the people are deprived of my voice. They are deprived of their true shepherd's voice. It's just like when the church is deprived of Jesus Christ's voice. It becomes an institution of all kinds of other things. Because it has been deprived of the words of Christ. And that is, and it goes down in steps. Other sheep have I. Why have you deprived the people of the cities that are preached and of the tapes? Why don't you promote it in your church? Why don't they have access to it? Why don't they also hear? Why? They are my sheep. Other sheep have I. All the pastors of other churches, they were all pastors here. They were all members and I said, go and be there. It's too far to come. They are all my sheep. Why do you deprive them? You see some pastors, just because you are the pastor there, that whole section is cut off. Because you cut them off from their shepherd's voice. And Jesus said, others, I have other sheep. Well, they must hear my voice. You see, every good shepherd knows that his voice is what they need to hear. I have other sheep. I have other sheep. And they must hear my voice. They must hear the makane. They must listen to the camps. They must listen to the tapes. Because they are my sheep. Every sheep is entitled to hear his shepherd's voice. They must read my books. They must hear my voice talking to them. Even as the father knows me, and I know the father, I have other sheep which are not of the fold. I must bring them. I must. When I have a convention, I must gather my people. You can't stand in your, your, your pulpit and make a half-hearted announcement because they are my sheep and I'm trying to bring them to me so that they will listen to me. So that you hear my voice. They must come from Teshi. They must come from Adenta. They must come from everywhere to listen to their shepherd. Once a while, it, it's, the, it's the blessing that they can have. Why should, why should my sheep be cut off from my voice? And they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, my father loves me. Because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me. But I lay it down on my own initiative. He's a good shepherd. He does things of his own initiative. Many of the pastors have to be driven, have to be rebuked, have to be called for meetings, have to be forced. But their own initiative, there is none on many things. <laughs> you may think I'm, I'm preaching to pastors. Yeah. This is not a, a church service. If you want a church service, you come in the morning. This is not a service. Those here are revolutionaries. Yeah. We are we are revolutionary revolutionary squad here. If you are looking for a decent message, if you think I don't know how to preach like a pastor, you can go and buy the CD from last week. I was there preaching as a normal pastor. I have, I have pastoral messages. I didn't come here to give you nice little seven points about anything. There are no points here. What did I preach about last Sunday? Christ is risen. Seven people that you must forgive. Number one is what? God. Forgive God. Number two. Forgive your close uh, Peter. Peter. Number three. Forgive your friend, your disciples. Number four. Forgive religious leaders. Number five. Forgive the wicked soldiers. Number six. Forgive the common people. And number seven, the mockers. That's it. 25 minutes and we have closed. If this is what you are looking for, you better come in the morning. 
In the evening, we are not having such services. It's a revolution. Revolution service. My own initiative. Initiative. You'll be in the church like that. No signboard that it's a church even. Whether it's a beer bar or a, 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 a whatever. You are just there. As if you have Down syndrome. You are just sitting in the church. You are just there. You don't care. There's no initiative. Your treasurer is stealing the money. You are in the church. You don't care. You don't have any initiative. Because you don't think that it's for you. You think it's for Lighthouse or it's for some, somebody. Go and read it. He said, I laid the event of laying his life. He does it of his own initiative. What, a, what an absence in many of us when it comes to the work of God. That's why sometimes I tell people, I want to send you as a missionary to here. Then they will be asking me, how can we go there? I, I saw one guy, I said, go and find the way to Rwanda. I said, find, find the way to Rwanda. So he said, he wants to see me after. I said, when you were coming to London, did you see me after church to find the how to go to London? Find your way to Rwanda and don't ask me that you need to see me after church. Just as you found your way to London, find how, how aeroplane goes to Rwanda and go there. Which aeroplane goes there? Yeah. Don't come and see me after church. When you want to find a wife, you are able to find words. My darling. My honey. Margaret. 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 You'll be calling her. When it comes to preaching, you'll be asking, what should I say? Your mouth like what I should say. Your mouth like what I should say. You don't know what to say. How come when it comes to the work of God, there's no initiative? You are asking what time is the service? You are asking what time should I be there for a convention? You are asking what, what, what should I read? What should I do? When you are going to write your accounting exam, did you, ask, did you come to ask whether there's anything you have to do? Or whether there's any exam? Did you just, did you just go like that? You had your own initiative. You were able to find exam where they register abroad, how to pay online, how to find somebody abroad to pay the school fees for you, how to get pounds and dollars to pay. You had initiative to pay all those things from Ghana. And then when, I, when we say shepherd exam, you say, so when exactly is this shepherd exam? Now all your initiative has leaked out. Like the air that has gone out of a tire. You are deflated when it comes to the work of God. And when it came to evil. And some of you, the way you preach, as if you can't rap girls. Meanwhile, the number of people that you have slept with, girls that you have wrapped, you didn't have money, but you were able to wrap them to believe that you were somebody who had money. But when it comes to the church, you say that you're like, you, don't have, you don't even know what to say. And your preaching is dead. And you don't even know what to listen to, how to prepare. Oh. What a shame. But Jesus still loves you. It's a wonder that he loves somebody like you. Somebody like him will love somebody like me. I said somebody like him will love somebody like me. Sometimes it causes me to wonder. Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Sometimes it causes me to to do what? Shed tears when I think of somebody like you who love somebody like me. It's a message. But God, he doesn't get tired. That's why even he writes to dead churches. He said, I write to you because you are dead. It's because you died some time ago. That is why he's writing to you. You would have thought that when you die, he will write to you again. But when you are dead, he's now writing a letter. I write unto you because you are dead. God is never tired of his people and his shepherds and his pastors because of his excellent, everlasting love. 
Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I've preached a good message. It's a powerful message. You now you know that it's a powerful message. Tell somebody, you now you know that the thing is powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. But you do not believe me because you are not my sheep. You see, the reason why you don't flow is because you are not my sheep. And every pastor must learn to accept that not everybody is your sheep. That is why they don't believe and they don't flow. But I want us to end with verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. Anybody who is my sheep hears my voice. You hear it and you hear it and you hear it. I'm telling you. That's why sometimes when I see some of my pastors, I know that they are no more my sheep. They have another spirit. Sometimes they are sheep of somewhere else because they don't hear my voice. Not my voice. They will hear the voice of all kinds of other voices, but not my voice. Oh yeah. What are you listening to? Shows you whose sheep you are. Yeah. Where you can build one church, one church, the size of half of one of our branches. Sometimes I see some people as they are bluffing. When you can build just one church, or build one, build one, single one. And we'll know where you've reached in the ministry. Struggling with 20 people and 30 people. We have struggled before with 20 and 30. And God has lifted us from 20 and 30. There is something at least that you have to learn. And if you are my sheep, he gave three qualities. He said, my sheep, number one, they hear my voice. If you are my sheep, I tell you, my tapes, my CDs, my DVDs, my books, it's my voice. And I'm specifying me. My name is spelled Dad Ewart Mills. D-A-G-H-E-W-A-R-D hyphen Mills. If you are my sheep. My sheep. Hear my voice. And everybody's sheep hears his voice. Pastor Chris from Nigeria. His sheep hear his voice. Because they are his sheep. They are his sheep. And they should listen to his voice. I will advise them to listen carefully to his voice. Because his voice is specially anointed for them. Because they are his sheep. And my sheep. You see, I'm, I'm not telling you something I'm imagining. I'm reading to you it from the text directly. He said, my sheep hear my voice. They hear. They hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. My pastors hear my voice. That is number one. That's number one. I'm giving you three. And they are all in this verse. And then number two. I know them. All mysterious people who are not known, you are not really a sheep. Until you are really known, you are not a sheep. Some of us, (laughs) we are so happy that our secrets are not known. But we are, what it means that you are actually happy that you are not a sheep. Some of you, you revel. Do you understand revel? It's a word. It's a word. They revel in the fact that, eh? in the fact that they have been able to keep their identity secret. Who you are. Where you've been. What you do. You are more than a spy who loved me. You are more than an agent of KJB. Yeah. Nobody knows. And you are, you, are, you, are, you are happy. One day we had a spy in the church. 
a lady, she used to come, she used to pray around. We knew her that we knew her to be a spy. Because we knew we knew that she was from the secret service. You see her pray. Like a just normal. Now she was a spy. One day, one brother confronted her and said, My friend, what are you doing here? You are and, and asked, where do you where do you work? And she, she told us, and he told, you don't work there. You don't work. That's your cover. You don't work there. That was the end of her. She vanished. Because her cover was blown. Because she had been exposed. You see, ladies and gentlemen, some of you, you are more than that spy. Hey! Nobody knows you. Somebody like you. is in the church. And nobody knows you. Truly who you are. It is true. I said it is true. Three qualities. Number one, they hear. Number two, I know that one day I, I saw one of my pastors. Ah, I saw a, a, a photograph in the newspaper. Standing with some chiefs as one of the chiefs and elders. I said, ah. Nana, he was standing there. So I said, ah, but this is my pastor. In fact, I was looking at this picture among all the chiefs and elders of that town. I couldn't believe it. He was a mysterious figure. Hey, Nana, no. And, he, and he, had, he had taken off the cloth and were wearing it how they were like that. He was one of them. Somebody that I've appointed as a pastor. You see, so what I'm trying to say is that a sheep, you, you don't know the person. Before you realize, you see the preacher say, hey, head of state of Comoros. He said, ah, it's my pastor. Mysterious. So don't revel in the fact that you are not known. Said, nobody knows me. Nobody knows who I am, where I've been, what I can do, what I have done, my capabilities, my striking distance, the distance at which I can strike from, how far I can fly, how deep I can dive. Nobody knows the angle. And you are happy. You are a stranger. And the Bible says, don't marry foreigners. Foreigners are strangers. Some versions say strange. Some versions say foreigner. Foreigner because we don't know you. Yeah. Age. We don't know, I said, we don't know your striking distance. We, we must know your striking distance. We must know how long you can fly. Because <laughs> when we know your striking distance, and if we know that your striking distance is three meters, then we know that we have to stay at least four meters away. But as long as you have not identified yourself, that you are truly a cobra with certain venom that is coming to fly for three meters, we have to be careful. So don't, don't rebel. In the fact that no one knows you. Are you there? It's a message. And the last one, it says, and they follow me. They follow me. You know, one day I went to Kenneth Hagin's uh, camp media and he was talking about people following him. He was saying that those who are not following Hagin Jr., they are not following him. He was talking about his son. He insulted them squarely. I mean, I've never heard him talk like that. And he flowed straight back into the anointing. Faced them squarely. Called them some names. He said, you can't say you are not, you are not, he said, you say you are following dad, but you are not following Ken Jr. He calls his son Ken Jr. He said, well, you are not following. He said that everything that is going on in the school, is I am the one who put him there. I asked him to do that. Everything that's happening there. He said, if you don't follow Ken Jr., you are not following me. You can't say you are following me and not following my son. Because I put him there. He said, we discuss everything. Everything that's going on. He follow me. A true son follows. A true shepherd. A true sheep is following. 
follow. Learn to follow in the spirit. Learn to follow. Learn to press on. Watch carefully. Let your eyes open to see things that you can't easily notice. And follow. Follow on. To be blessed. The reason why you must follow is that there are a lot of things to learn that you will not hear being said. But you have to watch carefully. And you have to see. And you will see that God will speak to you about a lot of important things. May God bless somebody like you. And may he bless somebody like me. May I walk in the grace and may you also find his grace. May you follow the voice of the shepherd that God has given you. May you never go astray. May you never follow the voice of a stranger that God did not send to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet, everybody. Amen. Lift up your hands and thank God for tonight. Father, thank you so much for your blessing. Blessing of your word. Blessing of your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Mande shendele beke mandala bandara la manare. Mandele de berene mende. Hey, lambaranda, 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 lambaranda. Hallere mendele rele mendele rele mendele. Halalalala katas balada. Shandala matala bakanda labara. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mama Sunday became Andalamanda. He that does not enter by the door is a thief and he's a robber. May your life never be plundered by any robber or any thief. Father, thank you for the shepherdorial grace and anointing that is released. We release and we pray for the initiative the initiative to come upon your shepherds and your pastors, your students, your workers. We are praying for the spirit of ownership to be upon those that call themselves shepherds, that they will see it as their own, something that God has given to them, that they must die for, that they must fight for, that they must live for. Father, thank you for your blessing. Oh, we are thanking you. We are honoring you and we are praising you. Hallowed be thy name. Holy, holy, Lord, you are worthy. And I'm honored Lift your hands. 
true shepherd shall arise out of the midst of the congregation. They shall love my sheep. They shall search for my sheep. They shall go for my people. They shall look for them. As though they came out of their very own loins. For I shall send again true shepherds. I shall raise up from amongst children. Shepherds after my own heart. Who shall follow after the ones I died for. And the ones I care for. And their hearts shall burn with compassion. When they see the sheep scattered. I shall send again shepherds into the midst of my people in every nation, in every church and I shall raise up gatherers of people and men with the heart of a shepherd men with the heart of a good shepherd men with initiative men with an ownership mentality men with a heart for what the father's heart is after for I shall do it, I shall do it I shall do it lift your hand and just thank God that he is doing it thank you Jesus Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Pray that God will raise you up as one of the shepherds. One of the shepherds of Israel. One of the shepherds of God's people. One of the shepherds with an eye, an eagle eye to see and to care for the things that he cares for and for the people that he died for. Father, thank you so much. For your great blessing, we lift up our hands. We thank you. Lift your hands to the Lord, everybody. For it shall come to pass that I will take up the anointing that is upon the head and I will distribute it. I will take up the heart that is upon the head and I will share it. It shall come to pass that when I share it, there shall be an army that has my heart and an army that has my spirit and that army shall enter into the folds and into the harvest and they shall care for my people they shall love my people they shall work amongst the fields and they shall bless my people my people that I died for my people that I care for my people that I sent my son to it shall come to pass. Yea, for I shall raise up a replacement army. And that army shall replace the names of many that have forsaken their shepherd's staff. And that have forsaken my sheep. I shall raise up children. I shall raise up women. I shall raise up carers of the sheep. I shall raise up men who shall walk through the mud and who shall walk across mountains and cross rivers to find the lost and to care for the ones that I care for and to love the ones that I died for. Ah, it shall come to pass, says the Spirit, for I am raising up a new army, a new volunteer army who shall not look for money for they are not hired, they are not hirelings, but they shall love me and they shall lay down my life. They shall lay down their life for my cause. And for my wishes. Ah, it shall happen. Says the spirit. It shall surely come to pass. Yea, as soon as tomorrow follows today. The Lord shall send another harvester. Another army. Another group of shepherds. With their mind and their hearts on the father. And they shall love my people. They shall love the people. Whom Christ died for. And came to give himself for. They shall not lie to them. They shall not deceive them, but they shall speak only the truth. And I shall equip them with signs and wonders. And they shall perform my work with great ease and with much financial blessing. Ah, For you must lift up your hand and receive into that new gift that is being sent. And partake of the new wave. For there shall be a remnant that will be left behind. And a new army shall move forward. Without many of those that are left behind. For they have the title. But they don't have the job. They have the description. But my spirit has left them. I am with others now. I am moving and working. Through many others that you don't know. Says the spirit. For I do a new thing. A new thing is coming. A new thing is rolling. And my wave of glory. Is coming again. To raise up another group of army. Another group of shepherds. Another group of workers. Who shall love me. And shall work for me not for money. 
or for any other title or game or name. Lord, it shall surely come to pass that the voice of my shepherd shall be stronger and shall grow stronger in the midst of the congregation. That the voice of the shepherd shall grow stronger and shall wax mighty in the midst of the congregation. They shall hear the voice of the shepherd crying unto them and calling and warning and leading and they shall not follow a stranger for the voice of my shepherd shall wax stronger and mightier in the congregation. Father, thank you for the shepherd's voice. We lift our hands and we praise you. Lift your hand and just thank God today. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.